Welcome to Audio Fiction from Vox Fabula. This is An Unusual Job by Richard Hallows. Read by John Prusinski. Carl quietly replaced the receiver. There was nobody in the darkened room who could be disturbed, but there was always something about the presence of a dead body that made him do everything more quietly. He smiled at the thought that it almost certainly had something to do with the possibility of being discovered, and spending a significant period of time behind bars as a result. Carl killed people. He didn't like killing people, but it was the best paid job he had ever had, and he was good at it. He picked up the receiver again and dialed the number he had committed to memory. It's done, he whispered when he heard the call answered. What's done? asked a harsh nasal voice. Carl was silent. Who is this? What do you want? asked the awful voice at the other end of the line. Carl closed his eyes and shook his head in despair as he realized that he had called the wrong number. Even as he had been dialing, he had thought the number seemed much too familiar for one he had only memorized the previous afternoon. Mother, it's me, Carl, he groaned. Oh, Carl, it didn't sound like you. Why were you whispering? You gave me an awful fright, you naughty boy. Carl couldn't help smiling, despite his mother's admonition. She would have had a much bigger fright if she'd kept quiet and listened to a description of what her naughty son had just finished doing. It was fortunate that she was senile, because if there had ever been any danger of her remembering this telephone call, then he would have had no choice but to kill her. Sorry, Mom. I must have been thinking about you, because I was supposed to call someone else, and I called you by accident. Cheer a good boy, said the old woman. It's good to know you're thinking about your mother. If only your father would think of me every now and then. It was the same complaint that Carl heard every time he talked to his mother. She just didn't get enough attention from his father. Carl would have spoken to him about it, but his father had been dead for 18 years. His mother just hadn't noticed. She hadn't noticed him for the 46 years they had been married, and she had carried on not noticing him once he was dead. Carl hung up the telephone. He knew his mother would continue to talk for a while, but she wouldn't notice whether he was there or not. He dialed the number he had memorized, and it was answered immediately. The client had obviously been waiting anxiously for his call. It's done, he whispered once again. Good, said the voice he had been expecting. Wait for me there. How long? asked Carl. I'll be there in twenty minutes. The line went dead, which somehow seemed completely appropriate as Carl settled down to wait for twenty minutes alone in a room with the recently deceased. It was an uninteresting room in a hotel that drew its lack of character from a position that overlooked a dual carriageway with an industrial estate beyond. It was much favored by traveling salespeople. The only interesting thing in the room was the dead man's body on the bed. Nineteen minutes later, there was a gentle knock on the door. Who is it? asked Carl. Who do you think it is? said the client. Did you order room service? He sounded nervous, which was enough to make Carl very nervous indeed. If there was one thing Carl didn't like, it was nervous clients. 
Nervous clients made mistakes, and Carl couldn't afford for this client to make any mistakes. If he did, then Carl knew he would have to kill him, too. There could be no end to the killing. Where is he? asked the client. Carl beckoned over his left shoulder into the bedroom where the body lay. The client's hand went to his mouth in what seemed to Carl like a slightly effeminate gesture of shock. Carl was an increasingly worried man. For a moment, it looked as if the client was going to be sick. As far as Carl was concerned, a client being sick wasn't a problem in itself. But in his experience, sick clients were often filled with remorse for the destruction of life they had commissioned. Remorseful clients sometimes assuage their guilt by refusing to pay their bill. By not paying, they seemed to be able to emotionally distance themselves from the act they had instigated. Carl felt for them, he really did. But he had two kids in private school and he couldn't pay the fees with empathy. Did you find them together? asked the client. Yes, answered Carl. Where is she? I expect she's gone somewhere to clean up. I let her go as you requested. Letting the woman go had meant more money for Carl, but he hadn't been happy about doing it. When he was one of three people in a room and he was working, he preferred it if the other two were corpses. This job had been no exception. He would have been far happier dealing with two dead bodies, but the client had been very specific. The woman was not to be killed. This was unusual, and Carl hated anything unusual. The unusual invariably meant greater risk, and Carl liked to minimize risk. He had found that killing someone was a very effective way of minimizing the risk they represented. Was she upset? asked the client. Carl was surprised by the question. <laughs> Let me think, he said. Her lover had just been shot at point-blank range while she was in the middle of having sex with him. I think it's fair to say that she was a bit taken aback. The client smiled with obscene satisfaction. Who was he? asked the client. Baxter, said Carl. At least that's what it says on his driver's license. And he was... The client's voice faded to nothing, too embarrassed to ask the question. Having sex when I shot him, finished Carl, for whom embarrassment was an inconvenience he had long ago discarded. The client nodded. Yes, his last moments were some of his most enjoyable, said Carl. Again, the client smiled with sadistic satisfaction. He never saw it coming, said Carl. The client examined Carl closely, trying to guess whether this was a man given to crude innuendo. He looked at the corpse on the bed and decided he probably wasn't. You did a good job, said the client. He passed Carl a large brown envelope filled with cash. It's all there, he added. It's a living, said Carl as he placed the envelope in his inside jacket pocket. They both looked at Baxter's corpse as it lay on the bed. The job was done and now both men could move on. Carl had his next contract to consider, and the client knew it would take time for his marriage to recover from the death of his wife's lover. Thanks, said the client, and held out his hand. Carl looked at him as if he could be his next victim. They shook hands, but only Baxter was smiling. This has been An Unusual Job by Richard Hallows, read by John Prasinski.
This story is copyright Richard Hallows, audio performance copyright Vox Fabula. For more information about this author and more great audio fiction, please visit voxfabula.com. <laughs>